Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Goodbye, University. Okay, we're in for a good time today, as usual, with our Friday flings with Ming. I'm Jeanette, but I'm handing the microphone over to Ming and her witchy guest. Uh, I'm staying here to manage noise and such on the dashboard, but I'm Ming. I'll let you take it away today and explain what we're up to today. Okay, great. Thanks, Jeanette. Will you watch the chat for me in case I get distracted? I absolutely will. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, thank you. So, for everyone that is new to GBU, I will just do a little introduction and talk about what it is that these calls are about. So, um, I know some people have been um, emailing me from GBU and excited about this call, So, which, which is kind of cool because I'm really excited. So, anyway, for those of you that are new to GBU, after I did the $1,000 in 10 days call with Jeanette, fairies came up in that call. So, we started doing a bunch of metaphysical calls since I work with the metaphysical. So we did a call on the fairies and the angels and the animal spirit guides and the unicorns and the dragons and the crystals. So all of those calls are in the archives as well as um, there's another money call and a call stepping into your divine gifts. So before I introduce my friend Joyce Ann, who is here, um, I want to give a shout out to my dragon named Cornelius because yesterday he's he's my fourth dragon and he's gold. And I got a text yesterday from a really close friend that she was in a lot of pain. And she said there's a cyst on her ovary. So I was really busy yesterday. So I did some quick healing on her, but this is the cool part. I asked Cornelius, and I haven't asked him to do anything before, if he would use his fire to remove the cyst completely. Within five minutes, my friend texts me and says the pain is gone. And then we didn't talk. But then she texted me later and said she went to get an ultrasound. And the ultrasound said there was no cyst. Nope, none of it. It was completely gone. So I told her, I said, um, by the way, um, that was a dragon. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that was my dragon. So anyway, I had to give a shout-out to him because, as you know, or as I know, when we give shout-outs to the fairies and to the, meta- to the elementals, it helps them, we believe in them more, and it gives them more power. So that's why I had to give them a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so during Jeanette's call, You're the Stars call, I was driving back from my brother's cabin, and so I was muted, so I don't even know if Jeanette knew that I was listening to the call because later on when she said who was there, she didn't mention me. But anyway, during that call, she said she wanted some more woo coming into GBU, and in particular, mm-hmm. a witch. So I... <laughs> You know, this is from Jeanette's, you know, request. So it made me think of my friend Joyce Mann, who is here today, because I work with her really closely, and I thought it would be fun to have her here on a GBU call, since we like to talk about woo stuff. So you know that saying, you are the five that you surround yourself with? Well, Joyce Mann is one of my five. Um, Not only do I have a divine team that's metaphysical, such as the fairies and the angels and my spirit guides and dragons and unicorns and all that, I actually have a physical person, too, that's on my team because 
Um, we do a lot of work in other dimensions. And Joyce Sand is actually my chief counsel, if you will. I kind of named her that because a lot of times I need somebody to talk to about some of the crazy stuff that happens to me or that I see or that I experience. And she either, uh, you know, will say, oh, it was this, or oh, yeah, I see this, or she'll say, oh, it's, it's, it's this, or it, it, it's just really nice to have somebody to talk to about the stuff that I see because a lot of times I see the stuff and I'm just like, okay, everybody's going to think I'm nuts. But um, so anyway, with that, I would like to introduce Joyce Sand to you. And then I've got a bunch of questions for her, and then I want to also ask her some questions about goddesses because I've only interacted with maybe five goddesses, and my experience with them is I'm not really sure what I'm doing, and she's very, very, um, very, I don't know, knowledgeable about goddesses. So I want to ask her a bunch of questions about goddesses. And then, of course, if you guys want to ask questions, um, I'm sure she will more than willing to answer them. So, Joyce Ann, are you there? I am here. Yay. Great. Hi, Joyce Ann. Hi. Can you hear Thanks me? for being here. Thanks for asking. And, um, <laughs> and also, um, I wanted to, yes, we'll put on the recording that all, I think there's five goddesses here, right, Joyce Ann, with us? Yep. Probably. Yeah. They're here. They're here because they're excited. We're giving them some airtime, I think, um, just like the fairies. When we talked about fairies, um, they were so excited. Remember, I couldn't sit down. So, actually, I'm sitting down. This is really cool. So, all right. So, I said, well, here's a question for you. What is the definition of a witch to you? Me. And I'm going to preface all of this with this is my personal experience. And, you know, you can meet. 20 different witches or 20 different healers, and they're all going to have their own spin and experience. So for me, when I think about a witch, it's usually a wise woman, a healer, mm-hmm. a shaman, uh, a priestess. It's someone that's connected to source energy. Like, we're plugged in. You know, we're, we're one with nature. Um, our mission to heal the earth and even more on top of that it's about self-love love that wow can you talk more about the self-love well I mean you and I have talked about this if if we don't love ourselves we we can't love someone else we don't have that room in our hearts and if our mission here is to raise everybody's vibrations, heal the earth, and then even more so in other dimensions, we have to love ourselves. Mm. I love that. No wonder I teach so much about self-love. Now that makes sense. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, our mission, right, or our, our purpose or my life goal or purpose or whatever it is, right, it is to raise the vibration of the planet along with your help and the goddess's help, and this is what we do at GVU as well, as we raise consciousness and raise our vibration. So I love that. Wow. You're, you're going to okay. laugh. I'm, I am like, my head's getting, my hair's getting touched all over the place. <laughs> you know, that's one of my towels. 
Yeah. So when I, so explain to everybody what that means when you say you're being touched on your head. Okay. So I'm sure many of you, or if not all of you, have your own team, right? You have your guides. Sometimes they're um, relatives that have passed, angels, fairies, goddesses, your dragons. Um, when I'm on the right path, I have, you know, like a poker tail. So I'll either get goosebumps, tears in my eyes, or they'll actually touch my hair. And I remember when it first happened, I was like, oh, is there something in my hair? Did I catch my – because my hair is pretty long. And then, you know, you kind of tune in. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for the uh, affirmation that I'm doing the right thing or we're on the right path. I'm heading in the right direction. So this is great. I love that. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. <laughs> I get the goosebumps. I get the, you know, I'm feeling like, yes, I'm on the right track and all that stuff, but not yet. I don't feel things touching me too often. <laughs> but I noticed you always tell me that, like, I feel somebody touching me. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> all right. So, um, okay. So, so what, what made... What makes you a witch, or why why are you called one, or is this something that you were born with, or is this something that you learn? Um, um, well, there there are different kinds of witches. Um, I know previous lifetime I was a healer. Um, it was like late 1500s, early 1600s, part of France. So I think I kind of bring that forward uh, from a past life. And for so for me, it's just previous life coming forward because I'm not done my job yet. I'm not finished. I still have work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are folks that are hereditary witches that they have a long, like, actual familial line. Um, and I think it's something that, especially like in our kind of group, there's a lot of folks that have that potential. Um, And it's just a matter of whether they want to step into that and develop those particular skill sets. Um, Mm. But for me, like I knew when I was little, little. I didn't have a a name for it, but I knew that there was something different. Mm. You knew that um, you were different or you could do different things or... Um, yeah, like I'm, you know, <laughs> we've talked about uh, Ming and I will joke about the dead people because I have um, a lot of dead folks that come visit me that tell me things or I need to relay to other people. Um, and the first one was when we lived in Philadelphia, and I was three, and it was an older man that would sit in the rocking chair in my bedroom. And I remember telling my parents about, you know, this older man that was sitting in the rocking chair. And, you know, of course, you know, a three-year-old, you're just having a flight of fancy, go back to sleep, get back in your crib, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first thing. And I knew, like even as a a toddler, well, okay, maybe I, I see something they don't see. And then as I just got older, I had more and more confirmation. Uh, on those things, or like herbalism. I had my first herb garden at five, 
when we moved to our farm. And I was very adamant about what I wanted in there and how I wanted it planted. And my dad was like, oh, my God, you're such an obstinate little redhead. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So is that why you call yourself a hedge witch or? Yeah, a hedge witch. Hedge witch or a kitchen witch. Like um, plants, plants definitely talk to me. Like um, herbalism is important to me, uh, healing other folks. And then you, you know all my, you know about my cooking. Mm-hmm. So cooking is very um, much part of my practice. Mm-hmm. So do you know the different kinds of witches? Like example, I guess, is there earth or water or something like that? There, there are a bunch of different kinds, and I mean, you can look at if you look at pagan um, mm. religions. Mm-hmm. There's, there's tons of them. Um, there was, uh, you know, you can look at druids, totally different offshoot. Um, <laughs> you can look at Wiccan, you know, folks that are a little more current. Um, I'm definitely connected to earth and water. I'm happiest when I'm working in the ground, dealing with plants and rocks, you know, with earth, and definitely when I'm at the ocean. Mm. Well, that's something we have in common. I get charged by the ocean, too. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, what... um, what is not stereotypical? I mean, I, I see, I was raised as a born-again Christian, so I couldn't even say the word witch until probably just recently without kind of cringing because it's just so ingrained into me that witch is not a good thing. Um, even though I watched the show Bewitched, you know, I loved it, you know. <laughs> tell me what's not stereotypical of a, of a witch. Well, we're not all ugly. <laughs> we, we don't have big noses and warts. Um, have you guys ever watched Monty Python and they have like the funny skit about the witch you know does she float does she weigh as much as a duck (laughs) and she like wood so we don't believe in Satan you know Hmm. Um, well because that's a Christian construct right right? so definitely understand there's less than fabulous entities out there but not the devil per se. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of what else that's not stereotypical. We don't all wear black. We're all dark. <laughs> um, some of us don't have cauldrons. Some of us do. Um, it's it, it, history's done done. Um, that's quite a bit of wrong in in uh, stereotyping witches. We're not yeah. all evil. We're not all going to bewitch your man away from you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could work with somebody. I mean, where I work is super conservative, super conservative. These folks don't have a clue. I mean, I have a couple of very close friends that, know my woo-woo background, but most of these other folks don't. So, I mean, it could be your postman, could be your lawyer, could be your banker, 
you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, I would so that, mind that walking you can with a long, flowing cape, you know, that would be fun, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that means that we can't just spot one, right? Right. Well, unless they're wearing jewelry, that might give you a hint. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks might wear a triple moon necklace or bracelet or ring or earrings, uh, a pinnacle, you know. So sometimes you can pick pick out details like that on someone when you meet them. Mm-hmm. But like anything, don't make an assumption. Right. You know, get to know the person and then maybe they'll open up. Cool. So, um, so did you have to have any kind of training or did this all just kind of come about for you? Um, I'm, I would consider myself a solitary eclectic. Uh, Mm. I was lucky when I lived out in California, I had a group, um, a really small coven that I was able to get together with and they had a great vibe. Um, learned a lot out there. When I moved back to Georgia, picked up with another coven that I had heard about, totally different experience. Really, really jangly energy, not where I need to be. Now, I am a voracious reader, and that's how I learned. You know, I think you have some skills in, like, past memory that comes in where you know what you're doing, but it's always nice to kind of get some confirmation. It's sometimes like when you cook, okay, like making cocoa bed, right? You haven't made it in a while. You've never made it, but you know there's chicken, red wine, onions, things like that, but you might mm-hmm. refer to the cookbook to make mm-hmm. sure you get get it right. Right. That's cool. So, um. So, like, for me, you know, I'm of the light, and so I have a lot of so-called, I guess, spiritual um, guidelines that I live by, um, mm-hmm. as, you, as you know, because we discuss them when we talk to the goddesses, like, a oh, man is only going to do this, and he's only going to do that. Um, right. Do you have, like, spiritual laws that you live by? There's two big ones, if you speak with most witches. One's the law of three. So whatever you're putting out there, you know, like law of attraction, what you're going to put out, you're going to get back. With mm-hmm. most witches, if you put out positivity, you're going to be blessed threefold. Mm-hmm. If you're using your gifts for negative things, it's going to come back to bite you in the hiney. So law of three. There's another one that's more basic. Um, Harm none, do what you will. As long as what you're doing isn't going to cause harm to someone else, then you're good. Mm. Now, you have the disclaimer, you can protect yourself, you can protect your loved ones. You know, that's different. Mm. But if you're... If you're using your magical abilities to have no intent on someone else, then um, then that law of three is going to come right back around. Mm. I love that. I love that. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, this this is fun because this is going to be. I think when you answer this, this will be fun for me to hear because I I was cur- I've been curious about this since you and I have been friends for a while. So since you know what I can do, and now we know what you can do, <laughs> do you see a difference between what you and I do? Besides the fact that I don't cast spells, I don't do spells. Um, I think we have some of the same broad goals, you know, in mm-hmm. common. It's just how we get there might be different. Um, mm. But it all has to do with intention, right? Right, right. Um, where I'm trying to trying to think, like, and I think a lot of people think with witches, it's all, like, super intricate um, uh, rituals, and it's not. It can be but it, it doesn't have to be. It, it can be, I saw the funniest meme the other day where it was like what people think witches do, and it was like Eye of Newt and all this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. you have to throw it in the mm-hmm. cauldron. And it's like what we actually do. We draw a sigil on a Pop-Tart, and we eat it, and we call it done, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just getting to um, the same goal, you know? Mm. It's like the money stone you gave me, right? Right for for your money alchemist, mm-hmm. that's a totem, right? That's um, something that mm. I can I use as a focus, but I can also make like a little poppet. Like if I'm not feeling good or I'm dealing with like your friend with the ovarian cyst, I can make a little poppet and I can focus the spell on the poppet to fix the ovarian cyst. Oh, so are you saying that because I was able to charge the money stone with goddess energy and my own Reiki energy that I did a spell kind of thing? You did a spell. (laughs) (laughs) Without knowing, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. Wow, cool. Um, I also charged a talisman that I gave Jeanette a while ago. And I, that was my first one, and I remember kind of getting really excited about it because I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but it seemed um, very, very powerful to me at the time. And so I think I got the idea to charge the money stones from, from that experience, you know, mm-hmm. itself, which actually will bring us right into the goddess question. Yeah. So, um, okay, so for me, working with goddesses not been that long I don't know, maybe, what, a couple of years, maybe? Not that long. Um, I had several different goddesses just kind of show up and not even sure how or why or they did. I didn't invite them. I never really, I don't know, didn't know anything about them, actually. I may have heard of Bridget just because she's just maybe popular. I don't know. But um, so since I've been working with them, my question to you, Joyce Ann, is their energy is not like archangels, okay? Their, their angels and archangels have a completely different energy to them, and I've been working with them for years. However, um, their energy is somewhat similar to the fairies as well. Um, and so I was just wanting your thoughts on, because I know you, you can work with archangels as well. So mm-hmm. what, are, what are your thoughts on the, the differences between 
between archangels and goddesses? It's it's a it's energy. Like think about them as energy, right? There's different kinds of energy. You can have energy where you're flicking on your light switch to light your house. You can also go outside and watch the lightning during a crazy summer storm. It's all different kinds of potential. And I think with gods and goddesses, there is definitely an element of maybe chaos, a little bit of chaos, or um, not in a negative sense. Um, They play by their own rules. They have rules, but they play by their own rules. Archangels are working under a different divinity, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So archangels report to God. (laughs) So he's the one setting the rules. Gods and goddesses, own rules, different personalities. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have... um, I'm going to pull in from your other question you sent me, like why angels ask, don't ask us for things, but sometimes goddesses may. Mm-hmm. And it has more to do with um, agreements and contracts and working relationships and reciprocity. And with magic, there's, there is always a price. It's not negative. That's not a negative. It can be if you're, treading a little too far down the other path. But, like, when I work with Morrigan, and, you know, you and I have talked about this, where you give her um, an offering, mm-hmm. and it's to show respect. And, right. And, you know, you have a conversation. So it's much different. Archangels, they have a j- different job description than mm-hmm. gods and goddesses do. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Um, okay. okay, so here's another question for you. So since I didn't invite them, why do you suppose they showed up to me? <laughs> because it was time. Okay. Like, you're... you're I think sometimes we forget how bright our light is or what our skills are or what we're here to do. And I know you and I have talked about that in regard to me. Stop hiding your light. You know, you can't do that. Don't make yourself small. You're here for a reason. You got jobs to do. And I've seen you evolve over the past, like, five years. You're totally different than you were when I first met you. Mm-hmm. and your potential is so much brighter. So you're going to catch their eye because they're going to look for people, you know, especially with M. You know, she is she's looking for people she can trust and can get the job done. Mm. So it's good. It's You're catching the eye of management. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I have to say it's 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 been an amazing experience. I would not give it up or trade it for anything. Uh, it's been it's totally amazing. I I don't really talk a 
lot about it because I think I'm still learning so much about it myself. And, and it's, you, you think people think that what I say is mind blowing if I tell, you know, right? If we shared what mm-hmm. we did, I mean, I don't know, then they get locked away. So <laughs> maybe locked away, I don't know. But, um, I mean, I love it. I think, um, it's been a real blessing for me and, um, I learned a lot from them and I, and I love that there's a mutual respect, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I was, um, when I saw her drinking tea and I was like, what the heck? I'm seeing a goddess <laughs> drink tea and eat. And I was just thinking, what is that? And I just thought it was the weirdest thing. And when I asked you, you're like, that's fellowship. And I just, I started crying because yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, she's eating with me. I was just like, this was right. so freaking cool. It was just, yeah. I feel like oh, you guys I, are having an inside conversation where Joyce Ann says M and Ming, you're talking about her, and no one else knows what oh. you guys are talking about. Okay, so well, well, M is M is Morgan. Morgan is one of the goddesses that appeared to me um, back in um, back in Christ, Christmas Eve, and um, since since then, um, she's been working with me on almost a daily basis. On, she's she's asked me to get off the sidelines and to raise the vibration of the people on the planet. So we've been that's what we've been doing in terms of um, working together. And so in on, in the interim, she's been showing me um, what a goddess is and how to work with a goddess. And and so I've been asking Joyce Ann to kind of help me on this journey because it's been it's new to me. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to make it an inside thing. I wasn't sure how much Ming had shared with the folks at CBU. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I haven't shared. So, Jeanette, is that? Is there any other questions? Just feel free to ask anything. Like, yep. Okay. Did we cover it? Or yeah. So, when Ming, when you're doing your sessions with with everyone that you've been working with, does that mean that you and Morgan are working with them together or are there other, I mean, are there other goddesses? Is it everyone or? You mean when I'm doing my alchemy sessions? Yes. Um, I don't call anybody in. I, I just, I, it's just me and just tuning into my intuition and, okay. um, you know, receiving what I'm getting. Um, if I'm doing healing, then I, 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 I can call a goddess in or I can call in my guides or I can call in my spirit animals or angels or fairies. So, um, and Morgan is one of the goddesses who you referenced when we started this call of the five who are with us now. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan is the one that she's, um, she's the one I've been working with. I think because there are other goddesses that Joyce Ann works with is why the other ones have shown up. I don't, I, I don't normally work with anybody else but Morgan. I, mean, I can only ha- I can only handle one. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I think Jeanette, if you have questions to ask, it'd be great. But yeah, because I, I don't want it to be a conversation where nobody understands what I'm talking about. No, that's helpful. Thanks. Okay. So. Um, I guess I only have one more question, Joyce Ann, and, and it's that, um... Wait, save it, because I got one. 
Good. So, Thank you. you know, uh, Napoleon Hill, I just I signed up for a, um, oh, a webinar with Carolyn Elliott. I don't know if I'm going to be able to attend it to, it's on Monday, but she's talking about sexual energy. And she referenced, I don't know what she's going to say, but she, her email said, was referencing how Napoleon Hill has an entire chapter devoted to, oh, it's like, use your, something, you got, Nancy, you'll be able to quote him, his his material better than I will, but something about refraining from engaging in sex so that you can use, use that power for more successful creations. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested, Joyce Ann, in your opinion on on sex in general. And <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about sex, Joyce Ann. <laughs> no, I mean, in as far as how it affects us uh, and our creative energy, if it does. Oh. I- it again depends upon the person. Um, for me, uh, healthy sexuality definitely fuels my creativity and my connection. Um, one of the things that I think, at least my experience being a witch, it's about balance. Um, it's male and female. You know, a lot of us deal with a very male-dominated society, so we end up operating from a male perspective. Um, and that's not good for us. You get burnout, and it really tamps down um, your female energy. I mean, that's one of the things you think about uh, the burning time. It was tamping down feminine mm. power. So healthy sexuality um, where you're making sure that your needs are met, communicating, um, connecting to divine um, just fuels that fire. And But it, it can wane too, right? So like summertime is hot tamale time, you know? You're like, <laughs> you're growing things. You're, you know, really ramped up and it starts in the spring. So spring and summer, and then we get to fall, and things start to, like, slow down and mellow out, and you turn to introspection, like, in wintertime. Um, and I think when you're in a sexual relationship, I mean, okay, I'm not going to assume with anybody, but I know I've been with partners that definitely don't have their poop in a group, right? They're not <laughs> They're not, um, they don't love themselves. So when you're connected and mm. you're in a sexual relationship with them, they're pulling from you. Mm. You're, mm. They're just sucking the energy right out of you. And that's not healthy. That's not balanced. That's going to take away your power to create because you're just sustaining them. They're okay. like a little nookie leech, <laughs> you know, like it's not healthy. So, so what I hear, what I hear you saying it is you can't just uh, say sex in general when there's so many different ways to experience it this draining kind and the other kind that maybe right. would be good for your manifestation practice. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean in in you know we we are spiritual beings having you know a human experience right now, so that's why it's good to know yourself. Be balanced. Make sure you make good choices. Yeah, that's similar, like an energy vampire. 
totally. Mm-hmm. Someone just typed on, um, Megs typed that. And and there are. There's folks that are just going to use you for what you can do for them. And that's, that's going to take away from your energy to create what you need to create or, you know, raise the vibration. Less energy, lower vibration. Not healthy. Mm-hmm. But I'm all for great sex. Because if you have a partner that supports you, I mean, I can tell a huge difference. If I'm in a happy sexual relationship, it's like like the muses are just dancing and singing and they're so happy because then I'm writing, then I'm painting, then I'm coming up with new recipes and cocktail recipes and, you know, I have so much more um, energy. Let's see. Hilda's... Hill was also talking about harnessing the energy of attraction to a partner, implying men who want to impress a woman are unstoppable. Yeah, well, it's always about choice, though, too. Um, Just because someone desires you doesn't mean it's good for you Mm -hmm. or it's healthy for your situation. Hmm. Yeah, the sex thing is good. You know, <laughs> great sex is great for your power. But, but, I mean, you know, I know there's some folks um, like Tantra, tantric stuff, they'll withhold, they'll withhold, they'll withhold, you know, and then for the big bang to produce something. Huh. Big question. Thanks for addressing it. Oh, you're welcome. Someone's asking, is this similar to Kundalini? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a great conversation recently with a friend of mine um, about that. And it's like a little knowledge can be dangerous. So like with Kundalini, same thing. A little knowledge. You got to know what you're getting into. So you don't um, expend all your energy on someone else or um, damage your boundaries, you know? Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was like there's there's something called the great right that you can do with your partner, and it's, raising that huge energy and honoring the Lord and Lady, you know, the God and Goddess, the duality, to mm. create something. Hmm. Interesting. Does anybody else have any questions? Okay, I got one. Oh, let me, I'll give someone else a chance. Hang on. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, Janet. Well, I'm curious about um, okay, I'll just I'll just I won't try to be careful how I ask this. Often people want help they want my help manifesting a particular person in their life. I actually wrote a blog post called The Voodoo I Don't Do because I say, I'll help you manifest love, but I'm not going to help you direct that at a particular person. And I get pushback from some people who really want me to help.
help them with one particular person. The, and I'm wondering if I'm wondering what the witch's perspective is on this, because the way I look at it is I wouldn't want someone doing that to me, and if I wouldn't want someone doing that to me, I'm not going to help someone else engage it for someone else either. But am I wrong in thinking that that there's some kinky energy in that? You are totally not wrong. That is one of the number one no-nos that you never, ever do. You never take away someone else's free will, ever. That is just, yeah, I have goosebumps all over the place. That is going to get you a one-way ticket to, like, a bad place. So, Joyce Ann, your answer here, what I'm hearing is it's not because we can't, it's because we shouldn't, because it's not, it's just not good use of power, right? Correct. Yeah, there are definitely people who will use their skills to try and control someone else. And, I mean, you, I mean, you always, um, there's good people, there's bad people, there's people in between, there's people who get tempted to do the wrong thing. It's all about options and choices. We always, always have a choice to make the right decision. So I've had people ask me that. Can you make a love spell? Can you make this person fall in love with me? And I, I definitely don't sugarcoat it, and my French is very salty when I'm saying it so much. <laughs> like, it's no effing way. No. You don't so, do that. Let, that makes me wonder how different that is from someone who's maybe trying to manifest a particular job, and they really want, like, the interviewer to like them. Is that also getting into a little sketchy territory? Well, and I think... It's like um, intention and phrasing, right? Okay. So you can say, I want to have the best opportunity during this interview. I want these people to be open to seeing all of my positive attributes and what I can bring to the table. I'm not going to phrase it in. I'm going to turns their interviewer into a zombie. And, you know, so all he can focus on is me to the neglection of everybody else. Because it's, no matter what, like if you're, if you're on the Glinda side of things, you're going to do it for the highest and best interest of all involved. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think you can, it's all about phrasing and intention. But I'm never going to do something that's going to take away someone's free will. Because I would be very, very, very angry if someone tried to do that to me, and it would not go well for them. <laughs> you know, I'm not though. Just don't. You just don't do that. But I mean, yeah, like the love spell stuff. I'm like, mm, no. I'm like, you need to focus on you and be open to the right person for you, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, so um, I've got Call another question yeah, exactly. for you around, I heard someone describe gossip once as a form of black magic. I had never thought of it that way. But they said, well, that's exactly what it is. It's a projection of negative energy on another. Yep. Would you agree with that? Oh, oh totally. Totally. Um, it's, 
it's funny where I work, right? It's very conservative, mix of ages, demographics, and there's this one guy that is totally a little gossip. And I came to the department from another part of the bigger business unit that I'm in. And he just starts right in gossiping about other folks. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, you can stop right now. And he's like, what? I said, yeah, I don't participate in gossip. I said, what purpose does it serve? Like, because I know if you're talking about other people, you're definitely going to be talking about me. I said, so, so yeah, no, not going to do this. And he just stood there dumbfounded because okay. it is. When, when you're gossiping, it's so low vibration. It's so low. So, I mean, it is. It, you're projecting negativity and, and falseness. So, but no, there's karma. There's a law of three. So Mr. Gossip Guy will get bit in the butt. It might not be on our timeline, but it'll happen. Oh, yeah, gossip is totally a way. Uh, the, the department I'm in is so dysfunctional because of that. Nobody trusts each other. It's it's fascinating as a sociological experiment to be there, but I'm just like, yeah, not participating. <laughs> it makes me, I love what a firm line you draw around it, how clear you are about not engaging it. It makes me wonder if there are other things like that that, people might not realize is a form of engaging negative energy. I think so. I mean, you can look at, okay, you know what's a great way to think about it? Um, Let's say you're gossip. You're talking to someone else. Would you tell the person you're gossiping about the same thing to their face? No. Um, if you're in a relationship and you're going to step it out on your partner and you're sending texts that maybe are... Um, you wouldn't want them on, to read. Uh, right. You know, so it's business dealings. It's money. You know, when you get the wrong change back at the grocery store and you, you they gave you a 20 instead of a 10, do you give it back or do you keep it? You give it back because it's the right thing to do. So for me, there is definitely a huge moral and ethical component. And I know when I make a mistake and I make the wrong choice, there are consequences. So I do make the wrong choice sometimes. You know, not, not hurting, you know, not physically hurting someone or taking away their free will. But I'm human. Yeah, integrity is paramount. But, I mean, I'm human. I make mistakes. As long as I recognize the mistake, try and rectify it, and make amends. But definitely, I mean, like with law of attraction, what you believe, right? You create what you believe. So, yeah. Yeah, good questions, Jeanette. (laughs) Thanks, I have Jen. a I have a question. Uh, this is Sean. Thanks, Sean. Yes. Hi. Um, it's um, okay. Twice recently, um, I took twenty pounds out of the out of a, um, a cash machine, and twice in in about two or three days, I left it there. I not deliberately. 
Um, twenty pounds is about oh, what is it now? It's uh, twenty-seven dollars or something. And um, so you know, not very much. But I, I, I left it there inadvertently, right? And of course, I realised in one case, no, both cases, I think, I went back, and it had gone. Somebody had taken it. Now, mm-hmm. what I did in both those circumstances, <coughs> excuse me, what I immediately thought, I wish them joy of it. I hope they, mm-hmm. I hope they really enjoy. Enjoy the twenty pounds. I mean, right. if it had been two hundred pounds a month, anyway, that's what I did. <laughs> so, so, so my, my, what I'm wondering now is, um, does would I'm wondering if that would mitigate, um, in some way, their karma for having taken it. It just just came into my head as you were speaking, Joyce-Ann. What What's your opinion about that? I think. Well, I think that's a great idea. I know I've done that before, where I've got yeah out of the ATM and like left it and I'm okay with saying you know if someone took it perhaps they needed it more than I did Mm. now if the grocery store gives you back 20 extra you really need to give it back if someone's lifting your wallet not cool you know it's 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 what I do I think you you saying I hope they enjoy it. I hope it brings them joy. They needed it more than I did. Mm. That like cuts that connection, that energetic connection. You're really. But does it, it mitigate? But does it mitigate their karma? I'm wondering because you know obviously it wasn't the right thing that they did. But does my wishing them well? I'm wondering if that dilutes that. I'm wondering. I would think so because you, no. you have no attachment to it. No, no. Mm. You don't what if that? someone was manifesting abundance from out of the blue? They show up to the ATM one day, and, whoa, there's $20 sitting right mm-hmm. there. And they thank universe, like, wow, it's working. <laughs> and maybe they're practicing their receiving skills. So they they squelch any thoughts of, oh, you should go take this to someone else. This belongs to you. Like, maybe it's their receiving practice to say yes to it. I mean, is it possible that the intention or the energy around that, that it, you know, because I, what I heard in our conversation today, Joyce, and a couple of times, was well, it depends. Does it depend here too, or or do you not see it that way? Well, if if okay, if I left it, then that's on me. If they take it, they have options. They can take it back into the bank. I'm kind of curious to see if people would actually do that. Oh, um, I've had that happen in London more than yeah. once. Or you really? can go back into the bank and be like, dang it, I left my 20 in there. What do I do? And the bank usually will give you your 20. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, who? if you find a nickel on the ground, are you going to try and find the owner? Right. Perfect example. It's, well, I find it's, a the, there's the a phrase, found pennies, right? Yeah. Like pennies like from they, heaven. Yeah, nickels are my mm. grandpa's. Both my grandfathers leave me nickels. So I know when I see a nickel, I'm like, oh, hey, what am I doing? Do I need Do I need to do something different? Because I'm usually checking in. So it is. I mean, we don't live in a black and white world. I mean, for some things we do, there are very definite rules, but we always have free will. Mm-hmm. We well, always have choices. I'm highly inspired 
by Sean's example of wishing them well of it, I don't think I would have responded in quite the same way. So no. <laughs> take a cue, Sean. That was really cool. <laughs> Oh, there's not much point in doing anything else. It's you know, it's gone. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I had a client who has someone in their life who's it's really easy for me to interpret as not very nice. Mm-hmm. And I found myself thinking, well, he'll get his and I wonder if that, if just even thinking that, because I was like, Sean's ability to say, well, I wish them well of it. I wish them joy in it. That feels, because if everything comes back three times, when I'm thinking of someone that I think deserves for something bad to happen to them because of how they're conducting themselves in life, does that make me a match for bad energy? Well, or bad I mean, results? Are, are you saying, you know, Oh, I hope he steps in front of a UPS truck. Or are you saying, <laughs> you know, or are you saying I was well, more just commenting that I believe we get what we vibrate and he'll right. get his. But that well, so feels like a form of vengeance a little bit. Like I'm I'm not wishing it on him, but I am noting that it's gonna happen and taking a little satisfaction in it. <laughs> on behalf of a client, but still. Right. Well but that's the law of three. He's already made his choice. If he's being a jerk face it's going to come back to him. You're just speaking a truth, saying, well, I sure hope that the law of three works. Yeah, I don't want to be standing <laughs> by you when that comes back. <laughs> you know, so it's like, like I said, as long as you're not being specific about the intent, you know, the intention, and it's tempting sometimes, but we don't have to worry about it because it's already taken care of. Yeah, I'd much rather be like Sean. But I do get your question, Sean. Like, does that mitigate their their experience? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they're taking that 20 bucks and giving it to the local pet rescue so they can buy dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a pebble in the pond. Yeah. I like that. I and like if that we've ever had any intention to be of service to others, Universe might be like, yeah, here's how you can leave that 20 behind. we got someone coming up behind who <laughs> really yeah. appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that 20 is going to keep their electricity on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is a whole big story. I thought it was some simple little thing, but wow. It's huge, isn't it? It's all sorts of possibilities attached to it. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Hey, Joyce Ann, could you just say, say a spell for your money to come back multiplied? Because <laughs> if she put 20 out in the world, couldn't she plan on like 60 back? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So isn't that what you guys do? When I write a check or I pay a bill online, my thought is always, I hope this finds its way back to me doubled. You know? Mm-hmm. So I write a check out to my pet sitter for twenty bucks. She's gonna come take care of Abby. And and it becomes um uh like automatic habit. Mm-hmm. When I write a check, when I buy groceries, when I whatever, when my money's going out, I ask for it to come back doubled. 
all my needs are met. All my needs are met. Amen. So, and isn't that what you guys do? Yep. So, I would like to say it's an automatic habit. I do it. I do it on more than rare occasion, but I just bought a new modem earlier today, and my thought was, this better work. (laughs) (laughs) It's working now. (laughs) If it doesn't, you can take it back, you know, and they'll give you a better one maybe. So I hope your modem works. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get that cleaned up before it gets here. My phone hasn't been working. My modem has been working great, but the phone is terrible. I won't say terrible, but it's not going to work. So I have to change complete providers. So I got to use a provider that I had fabulous internet, and I hope theirs is as good. And I could see I got some kinky vibes around that that I will want to clean up before we make the switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know we just got out of Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And I think there's a whole bunch of other planetary funk going on right now Mm. uh, that affects all sorts of technology. So is it pretty common for traditional witches to be paying attention to astrology or does that not necessarily, just because you're witch doesn't mean you're always following moon phases and such? Um, I think most witches are definitely in tune with the moon. Um, I don't think everybody pays attention to the rest of astrology. Um, I know there are certain things that affect me, so I kind of keep an eye out for those. Um, So it's like some do, some don't, but if it pertains to seasons and the moon, I would bet money that the majority of them do. At least the ones I know do. Like, and when you're doing certain spells, it's better to do waxing, waning, full, new, you know, so you have that component in there when you're doing ritual. And then you have your seasonal ritual. Like, you know, yesterday was Maybon. It's the autumnal equinox. So you're letting go of things. You're letting things end so then you can rest over the winter and prepare for new beginnings in the spring. More seasons and moon versus astrology, but I think a lot of folks dabble in all of it. So the role of the tools that, like the sigil that you use or whatever else might be part of a witch's practice, how important is that balanced out with the intention behind using it? I'm wondering if, if... you see those tools as an extension or just um, a way to access the witch's power, or if they really are key crucial elements that without them, like if you get the wrong <laughs> the wrong animal parts or the wrong moon phase, you're totally screwed. Um, I think intention trumps all. Um, a wand is great, but your finger works just as well. Um, it's nice to have me, but a glass of sweet tea can sub in. You know, it's it's all about intention. It mm. those are amplifiers, at least for That's me, an amplifier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need an atome or a chalice or anything. If I'm standing on a beach, I can find a seashell and fill it with seawater. 
you know, you use what you have. Um, it's fun. I'm a gadget person. <laughs> so, like, I love rocks. Rocks talk to me, like tones. Like, I hear rocks. So I have a crap ton of crystals, and I know which ones I need for certain things. You know, if I'm in a little bit of a financial slump, I know what I need to pull onto my altar. If I'm dealing with some craziness at work and I want it to calm down, the altar gets cleared off, different stuff gets put on it. And my altar is just a cool little round table that I have in my living room. And people just go, oh, those are really pretty rocks. Those are really cool things. My thanks, you know. So, okay, you use what you have. That's another question that I have that you just touched on there because I was wondering about asking you the last spell that you did, but I thought maybe it's not cool to ask. Maybe you're, maybe it's better not to talk about it. In conscious creation, there are, there are different teachings around whether some say it's powerful to share and get others in on it, and many others say, no, keep it to yourself until it's gathered enough power to live on its own or something along those lines. So what what do you use when it comes to your magic? It's, it's you're going to love this answer because it depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's you know, hear the it, explanation. It, 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 um, okay, so I went back to my maiden name three years ago. That was very private work for me to do. Those were very private rituals to... Um, cut cords to dig out all the old crap that got piled in during the marriage that wasn't my real truth that wasn't my truth so that was very private personal work um so yeah i didn't share that with anybody that was between me and the various help that i asked for um but i love like um, celebrating, you know, uh, Ostara or Samhain with a group. That is um, amazing energy when it's a group together, especially for Samhain. I love Halloween, you know, but, like, I dig the dead people. Like, they're some of my peeps. So that time of the year... Is incredible. And then when I'm around other people and we're doing um, a ritual for Samhain, that energy is so crazy cool. So it depends, you know. Thanks. And a lot of times, like, it's simple stuff, you know. Scribble a little note, stick it in my little jar, and go. Like, I I don't need help. Good to ask for help when you need it, though. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Thank you. That was great, Jason. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else have any questions? In chat, Anne is asking, do you use tarot in your practice? Yes, I do. Um, it's It's funny, um, I picked it up, I think a lot of high schoolers go through a phase, (laughs) you know, and, but then it was just so natural and very, 
it's a very effective and efficient way for me to like kind of suss out information for me and other people. And it's just I'm bullet points, you know. I'm about bullet points. So you can throw out three cards and get a crap ton of information from those three cards. And then it gives that person more data to make their decision. So, yeah. And I have different cards for different things. And even though I'm not Christian, I have this great set that's um, about Mother Mary, that divine feminine energy. Mm. I have the Mother Mary set too, thanks to Jeanette. <laughs> you do? Awesome. Yeah, because Jeanette got it was given to Jeanette, right? Remember tonight, Hey House sent you the Mother Mary. Oh, I do remember. Set, and then you said, Hey, whoever wants us can have it, and I said, I'll take it. And then I did some. I pulled cards for GVU members. Awesome. Yeah. So besides, uh, I'm trying to think of your favorite tools then, Joyce Ann. I'm hearing cards, stars, food. (laughs) Food? Say more. Food. Food Food has, okay, so have you guys seen like Water for Chocolate, Mm -hmm. the movie or the book? It's kind of like that, but not so heart-rending, you know? I'm all about the love when I cook. And it's very intentional. So, um, like soups, right? If I'm sick or a friend is sick and I make them a big batch of pho or chicken soup, you better believe everything is charged before it's going in that pot and there's a big old happy ginger juju healing spell attached to it. So, And is, is charging it as simple as just, is that just intentional or do you have a process for charging that would be cool to share? Um, for, for me, it's just intent. You know, I know what Rosemary's going to do and I can see it opening up their airways, right? And it's an anti-inflammatory. It's going to reduce their fever. It goes in the pot. Onions, antibacterial. It's, you know, antiviral, garlic. Mm -hmm. So everything that's going in, I can see it doing its job in their body. So, and I know I have like a, a funky weird split. I have like creative brain and super logical brain. So my kind of magic for food might be different than someone else's. But it's, it's very intentional. Like, I know folks that do Reiki will Reiki their food before they eat it, especially if they're out. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I see Meg saying, yeah, you have to be in a good mood when you make sweets or you bake because a bad mood will screw up your baking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so for me, I have, like, science brain that I know what it does and I can see what it's going to fix what it's going to heal in them. And then, like, you seal it. You seal it all together. You cook it. And when I'm putting it in the package, I see it doing its job, and I see them in perfect health. And hey, can, we talk, can we talk about familiars 
when I asked Ming about that a while ago, I said, hey, could we do a call on familiars? And she said, what is that? <laughs> I said, okay, well, we won't I remember do a call on that. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, yeah, let's hear your take on that. Um, I have, <laughs> I think, actually, I think Sammy Diva would have been Ming's familiar. Mm. Or most uh... yeah. <laughs> I can see that. But, um, Love Sammy. Um, I've been lucky. I've, I grew up on a small farm in Pennsylvania. My family is like super crazy, dysfunctional. And I'm so glad I grew up where I did because I had ponies and goats and chickens and ducks and rabbits and cats and dogs and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that started really early. Um, that, and that is one of a witch thing. Like if, if you meet people, who, like, every stray dog follows them home. They have a pet possum because they found one that was sick when it was a baby. You know, you end up um, connecting because they're so open. They Animals are a great connection straight to source because mm. they're all about love. So for me, I had um, a pony <laughs> that was a familiar when I was a little kid and one of my cats. Um, and when I got older, my uh, smoky dog was a heart dog, and so was my girl Maisie. She passed away in uh, April. She would have been 17 this year, which is extremely old for a lab border collie. Like, all my vets are like, holy crap, your animals live forever. And I'm like, mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> yeah, what, keep doing whatever you're doing. I'm like, okay, I will go on my way. Um, it was funny because Maisie, if I was doing tarot, like sometimes I'd use my bed. So I'm sitting on the bed and I'm putting out cards. She would be up all in the bed with me because same thing. They're an amplifier. They're going to help you get your job done. So um, it was so funny because, you know, she's 80 pounds. She thinks she's as big as her head and she's all up in the cards. So, (laughs) you know. And it just depends what your connection is. Um, like, not every animal you have is going to be a familiar. You're not going to mm-hmm. have that heart connection. Yeah, so how would you explain the difference between just a really w- well-loved pet versus someone who's, you know, part of your magic practice? It feels different. It's because... And, and I, I'm so glad I'm, I'm talking to you guys because, like Ming said, you can talk to other people and they're like, oh, okay. The same thing. Animals have had conversations with me since I was little. You know, you go outside and the geese run by you and they're like, hey, 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 and they go on their way. <laughs> and, you know, and I go in and see my pony and he's like, is it dinner time? No, it's not dinner time. You know, so you're having conversations. and. Rugrat, which is such a, um impressive name for a familiar, was my pony. <laughs> um, he was a heart connection. You know, uh, my, my mom wasn't well growing up. My dad couldn't handle it. So I was on my own. I have a sister that's older than I am. So I spent most of my time outside. And I would go in his stall and climb up on his back and lean over his neck and just weep 
you know, five, six, seven years old. And he would just exude such love and compassion and empathy and heal me. You know, I mean, I could have gotten in so much trouble and mischief when I was growing up because of how dysfunctional the family was. And I know all those animals, and especially him, they he saved me. He kept me safe. So, you know, like Abby, who's at my elbow, she is just like, yes, I'm a Reiki master, but, yeah, no, you do your own work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's like, I'm in it for the love and the pets and the treats. But Maisie, you know, my lab border collie, she was a focus. She was there, you know. If I'm in the kitchen cooking, it's, she's not just there for the chicken. Like, she knows how to help amp up what I'm doing. She did. And she's still around. She's still here. I just can't hug her, you know. Mm-hmm. They feel different. Like, I know, Ming, you can tell a difference between Sammy and Lucy. Definitely. Mhm. But Abby, you are a fine, fine partner in life, my fluffy puppy. <laughs> She's giving me this life. She goes, "You bet, you're a bippy, I am." Yeah. She's funny. Thanks, Joyce. You're welcome. Oh, so cats just show up at your door. All of my animals. Um, other than Abby, I actually adopted her from a rescue, have been found animals. So, and growing up, yes, I just remember my dad, like, pardon pardon, pardon what I'm going to say, he'd be like, Jesus Christ, you, another animal, another cat, another whatever. <laughs> I'm like, well, we have 11 acres, we have space, I'll take care of it, you know. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it was like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> They know where to go. Yes, they do. <laughs> Can I tell a funny story? Yes. Yes. Do we have time? So my parents are Catholic. And when we moved to the farm, uh, you know, I wanted this little herb garden. So my dad made like a grape arbor and I planted my um, herbs and they're like, we're putting a St. Francis statue in your herb garden. And I remember being kind of ticked at five years old because I'm like, well, this is my herb garden. But, you know, you're five years old, so what can you do? So they put the the St. Francis statue in there, this plastic the St. Francis statue. And we had, like, pet chickens and we had non-pet chickens. So one of my pet chickens got sick. And I remember my mom saying, pray to St. Francis, and your chicken will get better. And my chicken didn't get better. So I remember being so furious that I went out, and I, like, pinched the nose off the St. Francis statue. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was like, great, great. You have a little heathen. You're going to go to hell. And I just remember thinking, I did what I was supposed to do. He did not do what he was supposed to do. And what they should have phrased it as, Pray to St. Francis, and he will do what's best for your chicken, right? Mm. So I just read uh, your blog, Jeanette, about um, the five things Mm. about law of attraction. Mm 
So we don't always get what we want, but sometimes we'll get what's best for us. Well, you know, and even to even to be whether it's an intention or a spell or a prayer for like a loved one to heal, that kind of feels like it goes back to the voodoo we don't do, like to try and dictate what another experiences when we don't we're not in a position to know what's best for everyone involved. It feels really misguided. So to be able to know that and this is easier said than done on many occasions, but to know that, you know, what's best might not be for them to heal and thrive and continue mm-hmm. living. We don't know. Right. Again, pebble in the pond. If someone passes, it might give them pause to change how they're living their life. Mm-hmm. But, and it's like Reiki. It's like when you, you can ask their spirit if it's okay, like if they're in a coma or unconscious or something like that. But if you always ask permission. Mm-hmm. You ask permission. So if someone, exactly, there is no death. What's best can vary. Mm-hmm. We have, we all have soft exits, right? You have an expiration date and you have soft exits. So, you know, even even when I like when people post stuff like, oh, I need prayers, and I'm like, you know, sending you a good ginger juju, and I hope it works out for to the best for all involved. Because then your intention's out there, but it's still their dharma or karma. Right. It's not micromanaging results. Right. Yep. What's so interesting about this, this is Nancy, is that sometimes on GBU people will come forward and say, would you please send good energy for this person in my life who's going through XYZ? And sometimes when I tap into that other person, I can sense that, oh, yeah, they're totally going to heal from this and mm-hmm. you know, they can benefit. And sometimes I can feel it's time for them to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I can feel that the person asking for help can't hear that. They're not ready to hear that, you know. So I'll yeah. say the best possible outcome. Yeah, because that's in that way, I'm not saying, "Well, this is what I'm feeling," you know. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. You know. Yeah, I yeah, right. Yeah, I but, remember yeah, best, best possible outcome. A, a woman who who lost her grandson. I think I'm remembering this right. She was really upset about it, and she was asking higher power, you know, why did this little young soul have to have to leave? And the answer that she got was something along the lines of, he had somewhere else he needed to be. Yep. Like, this, like, don't see this as a failing. <laughs> don't see this as something gone wrong or mm-hmm. shortchanging by any means. He just had somewhere else he needed to be. So yeah. that perspective, I think, it's helped me before. I remember that a lot when it seems like something's gone wrong. I'm like, you know what, Jeanette, you don't know. Maybe he had somewhere else he needed to be. Right. Um you know, it's very personal, but like having a miscarriage, you're so in the grief in the moment. But the way I thought of it was, you know, I was a resting place. Spirit needed to rest for a little bit, and then they had something bigger that they had to handle. You know, and, you know, we're, it can get sketchy sometimes, it feels like, but, you know, they know how strong we are mm. and what we can deal with. Mm. Right. 
This has been a fun conversation. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. <laughs> thanks for bringing a witch to the party, Ming. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Your wish is my command, right? <laughs> Thank you, Joyce Ann. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you your time. time. That would be awesome. Yeah, they're already asking you back. So. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm complete, Nancy. I think uh, I think we'll let Joyce Ann go. So. So should I wrap this? Up or do you? Are there are there any final questions before we go? Where do we find you online, Joyce Ann? Are you are you or you? Where could we find? I have I have a um, Facebook page for my Reiki. It's Ginger Phoenix Reiki uh, on Facebook. Um, I also have a Ginger Girl Goods that I post food out to. I'll send Ming like all my contact information if you guys right want to share that. Very cool. Yeah, I'll post I'll post it in the form. Thank you, Jordan. I'm, I'm so grateful that you wanted the witch <laughs> and that I was the witch for you. <laughs> yes, it's a really good time. Thanks again for giving us your time and being so generous with us. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you, Joyce Ann. Thanks to everyone who joined in our discussion today. Everyone go enjoy the rest of your Friday and have a fabulous weekend. Bye, guys. Thanks, Jeanette. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.